0: Hi guys, welcome to uh, another episode. Uh, this week we are talking to uh, the winner of the very recent Battle for Salvation event uh, in the United States, uh, covering our worldwide competitive 40k circuit, of course. Uh, and it's Matt DeFrance, who's got a really interesting list. And it's not an interesting list in the sense that this is going to be a brand new, broken, spammable, copy and paste netlist that anyone's going to be able to pick up and point and click and win with. This is a really flexible um Really interesting list uh, that uses uh, a pretty, cl- uh, yeah, pretty clever combination of some of the elements from the Caelion book, uh, which came out a while back, uh, and we haven't really seen used a great deal. Um, but yeah, let's let's let Matt talk a little bit more about that. Hi, Matt. Welcome. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Uh,
0: congratulations on your success as well. I know it's not your uh, your first big success. You want to tell us a little bit about your uh, your history in competitive forty k
1: um, sure. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I started just in the casual scene and, um, didn't really consider myself that good, uh, to be able to play well at any kind of the major events, but uh, Justin Cook got me onto it. So, um, I guess it might've been four or five years back or so, uh, that he asked me to, to go to a major event. I went to what was at the time the, uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre in Philadelphia, uh, did pretty well there and have been hooked ever since. Um, some notable uh, successes, I guess, is that I won the, uh, the Invitational at Nova a few years back. Um, I won uh, the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre the year after I started it. Um, I won the Battle for Salvation three years ago, I think it is now. Uh, so two-time winner for that one. Um, and yeah, generally, uh, you know, top five finishes and a lot of major events.
0: Uh, what generally, you know, have you been using? you Got a particular faction that you're fond of? Are you known for, or just whatever you fancy at the time.
1: Sure. Yeah, I've I've played Seer Council by and large since yeah. uh, about fourth edition. So that's that was generally where I made my name, um, and uh, the the Raven Guard have always been a love of mine. Fluff wise, I think they've been they're uh, they're kind of cool in their storyline. And I know that they've always been terrible. Um, so I've been trying to make them work for a while. I actually built a list for them back in I think it was uh, fifth or sixth uh, before Battle uh, before the Demi Company was around. So I had yeah. to pay for my rhinos, <laughs> uh, but I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that as well. It's it's kind of more of a challenge list because it's not quite as uh, blatantly powerful but i uh I, I enjoy the the diversity of that kind of army now i've been having my kicks there uh
0: so yeah you managed to you definitely managed to make raven guard work this time around um mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about how you put this list together and let's go through it in general so it's it's mainly using the talon strike force which is in the cowion book um, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit of how, how you put it together because it's it's using a couple of uh interesting combinations
1: sure um well, the really what it was was in a, a first an initial addressing of, excuse me, uh, the psychic death stars. So what happens on psychic death stars is they get buffed up and you can't ever touch them. They're invisible. They have two plus three rollable anything, uh, and and they're really you know very very hardy, uh, which kind of makes it a, an interesting sort of game. What this army does or what it was designed to do was to be able to have the threaten of a of an alpha strike that could wipe a unit like that off the board before it starts. So my first iteration of it had uh, a deep striking combat squad or command squad that had uh, Plasma and Inquisitor Cotes in it, which gave me the better chance of going uh, of going first. It would stop their, uh, their Seize the Initiative. It gave me a better chance to seize. So all around then. Uh, it was something that could come down turn one hit real hard and then the vanguard vets can deep strike and charge on turn one yeah so if you had a screamer star uh and i happen to go first then it's going to be taken off the board before we start or centurion star it's going to be eliminated before the game starts or a seer council same type of thing uh so then it ex- ends up making people have hard choices they have to keep them out out in reserve and then they have to sacrifice some other units and so it ended up being this sort of i'm trying to to compete with a non-Death Star type army uh, in, a, in a world where Psychic Death Stars were king. Um, so that's essentially where the idea comes from.
0: Uh, so you're putting together uh, uh, Demi Company uh, with a lot mm. of obsec, of course. Um, pretty bare bones uh, Demi yep. Company. Um, uh, and the Shadow Strike Kill Team is how you're getting the... The lovely charging vanguard vets. Uh, do you want to yeah, explain right. how you're getting
1: them in first turn for people that might not know this combination? Sure. Uh, the the talent strike force. Something I like about it is it's, it's very fluffy for for raven guard. But uh, what it allows is you get to reroll some of the pregame options. That is your side. Uh, you also get to reroll uh, who gets first turn, um, and you can start rolling for reserves on the top of turn one on a four up. The uh, units come in, so it's it's tactically flexible naturally, uh, but it it doesn't really have a lot of power. So, the Shadow Strike Kill team is part of that force, so it gets to roll uh, for reserves on the top of turn one for, on a four up. But the unique thing is that the Vanguard vet squads in that formation get to choose to pass or fail any of the resolve rolls that they want to make. So, you can choose to roll on, uh, you know, essentially roll for them on turn one and then choose to pass that roll. Uh, in which case, then you can bring down uh, up to three 10 man squads per formation uh, of Vanguard veterans. And I know Vanguard veterans have been terrible for a long time, um, but in this particular version of it being able to charge on the term you come in and mm. being able to do it on turn one gets around that sort of turn one buffing of squads before people drop uh and so it it, it accomplished its purpose that way
0: yeah it's definitely strong enough to take on you know pre-buff uh seer councils and screen sure, stars 100 yeah. um, percent right <clears throat> and you've got 20 of them as well um,
1: yeah yeah, yeah two ten-man two squads
0: pretty much all with fists and claws
1: yeah, with the uh, obligatory storm shield on each side. So when oh, I combat yeah. squad them, there's uh, one one potential storm shield in each squad. So it can it can survive a hit or two from a bigger monster and then still deliver some pain after the fact.
0: Uh, it's really similar to like that old um, <laughs> fifth edition, I think it was now Blood Angels list, um, where people were right. starting to try and run that with uh, with basically the same thing, heroic intervention, sure, yeah, uh, vanguard vets. And uh, now you can do it with Raven Guard. It's pretty cool. Um, But you've got even more reliability there in terms of uh, getting them in uh, first turn and what have you. How do you you generally ensure that they land where you want them to? Uh, A Raven Guard can use their jump packs in Mm -hmm. both phases as well, is that correct?
1: Right, yeah. So there's really a lot of... uh, if you uncover the list a little bit, there's a lot of uh, profundity to it. It's kind of deep and complex. Mm. The, the Raven Guard, uh, again, nobody knows the Raven Guard's chapter tactics because of how bad they tend to be. But <laughs> they, they get to use the move, uh, jump packs, the movement and the salt fades. They also get to reroll hammer of wraths which are useful for the Vanguard vets. Um, and if they deep strike within nine inches of both of the scout squads that are included in that formation, they don't scatter at all. Uh. Um, but what I found is that that if you're going to use that, you, you're really forced into going uh, first. Which I tend not to like to do if i uh, if i can help it at least have the, flac- the flexibility not to so what i've included is the inquisitor with three uh with three sol- um servo skulls so the servo skulls reduce the scatter by d6 um so when they deep strike in you can be pretty bold about it uh, you measure out your six inches from a guy that you're, you're deep striking and then you're pretty well safe and then with vanguard and using the jump packs in both phases for raven card uh, you get to re-roll your charge as well mm. so uh, you have that sort of redundancy in the sense that uh, if you scatter off a little bit, you still have a good chance of making a charge off. And what I find most useful for this is that people tend to use the normal mo- the move, which is to bubble out the squad that they want. But if they don't bubble it properly, then I can jump over the defending unit um, because uh, they can, can use, use their use jump, jump pack. packs. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they become skyborne and they ignore intervening models provided they can land behind them. Um, so that becomes useful as well. It it kind of it, it, You really have to de- deploy perfectly well if you want to deny the first turn of Alpha Strike.
0: Um, you've also got the storm formation but that's not part of the Talon strike force and you've taken that from death from the skies Jim uh, tell us a little bit about that because that's kind of tricksy as well
1: sure um, the death from the skies book I know is not used universally um, it's kind of a, a limited uh, employment kind of system but uh, it's what it does is it has a storm raven who gets a pseudo warlord trait which is usually minimally uh, effective and two storm talents which I bring skyhammer missiles on them. Uh, so these units can uh, the storm Raven actually gets objective secured from the air superiority detachment, and they uh, the other ones have uh, the ability to hover afterwards as well. So these guys can end up in different attack patterns to give them uh, different bonuses, like tank hunter ignores cover uh, um, and uh, movement moving further things like that. So they're pretty effective as far as gunships go. Mm. Um, I've never really been a fan of flyers uh, since they first came out, but. Uh, because these guys can hover and can interact with the board in addition to being effective uh, through shooting, they they fit into the list pretty well. Um, so that's that's sort of their addition. They're there to try to grab things late and also to uh, to bring pain from faraway uh, regions where the rest of this army is limited and its ability to use firepower at range. If you notice, nothing else in the army has any kind of weapons besides uh, bolt pistols, bolters, and crack grenades. Yeah, so it's all so, stock pretty much. Right, so by and large, the only mobile... Uh, firepower that i have on the list is that is that formation
0: now obviously the normal drawback that people have with flyers is the fact that they have to start in reserve uh right. and you only start rolling from turn two so unless you've got sort of comms relay you could be paying quite a premium for a storm raven because it's not cheap right. vehicle um and possibly not see it for half the game um right. you've got around that pretty well haven't you
1: so the, the advantage is, depending on the, the, the format that you're running it in and, and what the event looks like, you can run it as part of or separate from that formation. So if you want to run the Storm, town, uh, storm Raven formation inside of the Talon Strike Force, it gets to come in on a turn one uh, on a potential two-up. Uh, and then with air superiority, you can get plus one or plus two to that roll. So it can end up being a two-plus uh, on turn one to come in. So it brings you that much more efficiency in the sense that instead of waiting for turn two, turn three for the planes to come on, uh the flyers can come in in the beginning of the game and be effective from the start, so you add one sixth in a sense of their effectiveness by letting them on the table earlier
0: mm. <clears throat> and of course um you've got uh the threat of um like interceptor as well uh, out there um, mm-hmm. but do they count as do they, do they don't they don't get um stealth do they the vehicles
1: no, yeah, the Raven Guard, like we said, are very limited. They're, they're considered bad for a good reason. The only yeah. units that get stealth or shrouded rather turn one are units that don't come out of uh, non-vehicle units that don't come out of transports. So okay. um, pretty much my, uh, my Battle Demi company, provided they're not in the transport, gets that. And ironically enough, the Shadow Strike kill team does as well because when they deep strike, provided they're not jumping out of the Storm Raven, they're shrouded turn one too, which helps with Overwatch on turn one. I get up getting two and plus cover saves most well, of the time. Right, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so who did you end up facing uh, in your sort of, uh, on, your, on your victorious run?
1: Sure. Uh, I played a lot of really really nice guys, really talented players, um, and had a lot of fun with, with all of them. Uh, so I, I got nothing bad to say about the event or about the players. It was really uh, an excellent run. Uh, my first opponent was Austin Wingfield. He's the, he's, uh, the gentleman from Long War. Uh, if okay. anybody's curious, you can check out their YouTube ch- uh, channel, uh, The Long War. And he, he runs all of their competitive battle reports. Um, real nice fellow from down south in the U.S., uh, and he is bringing a, uh, a Renegades uni- um, army list with uh, uh, with the Chaos Heralds and uh, the Cyclopia Cabal. So okay. he has the Sorcerer buffs. Um, he had uh, six different... Uh, six Wyverns, three squads of two. Um, the Renegade Command squad with the Arc Demagogue, the Ordnance Tyrant. Um, two squads of two Earthshaker cannons for the Renegade uh, Ordnance, Ordnance Battery. Uh, and he ended up having... Uh, a screamer star in there as well, with some pink cars and nurglings for support.
0: Cool. So that's a lot of barrage uh, and mm-hmm. a nice bit of summoning as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's through?
1: a diverse list. He, um, the missions here are a little different. It's the the Nova style missions. I know that they're unique okay. for people that haven't played. I them.
0: really like the Nova missions. To be honest, yeah, with. I
1: like them too. Um, I know that they're a little out of date at this point, but they're they're, uh, they're I think they're excellent. They really do allow for a diversity of play, which is nice. Um, so we ended up both picking Endgame, game, I believe, which is, uh, you get the, essentially a standard version of play where you get three, you get two points per objective and then plus one, if you have more than your opponent. Um, so he deployed most things out. Uh, he held a couple things in reserve, but, um, what I tend to do with this list is I'll try to evaluate whether or not, uh, an alpha strike is, is optimal. Mm. It has the benefit of being able to be a, a defensive army as well, instead of an aggressive army. So in in the first game, then, uh, aggressive was the best option. Austin had depl- had deployed, and to his credit, he was he had to change his list right before the match started. Uh, there was a little bit of confusion with what he was allowed to run or not, so he was a little off of his game. We gave him some time to get ready, but um, as he, when he had deployed, he, things were a little vulnerable. His uh, his Earthshaker cannons, as you can imagine, since their artillery, had a start on the board, so I marked one of them for death, which meant that I would get a secondary point out of that, um, and he left two squads of wyverns on the board uh, and started the Sorcerers on the board. So in this instance, he has all these psychic powers. Uh, he got invisibility and iron arm um, uh, and summoning as well for for all these different units. So it was pretty critical that I tried to take top a turn. So I ended up winning the roll for turn, took top, and he failed the seize. And so at that point, then I I, dip, I deep struck in and charged all the units. And by the bottom of his turn one, it had been a table. Um, so there was a vulnerability. He was trying to null deploy a little bit, but uh, because he null deployed a little bit too much, then he I was able to take life. out the list. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how vital was it for you over the weekend that re-roll to go first um yeah excellent actually i he had uh he had won the roll the first time um, mm. but i had re-rolled to tie him and then we re-rolled again the second time and on that one i won so it uh i think only in one match did i not pick uh, and that was the fifth match against chuckman all the other matches i was able to pick first or second it really doesn't yes. in- improve the odds pretty dramatically with that role <laughs>
0: Yeah, and obviously that
1: flexibility is so important to this list.
0: the, yeah. the, the ability to engage people on your terms, um, right? Really, really
1: important. Um, right. So that was a quick one.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> second match.
1: Uh, second match was a guy named uh, Stephen Uh Really nice fellow as well. He's been he had been traveling around with some GTS. He's he's pretty involved in the circuit as well. Uh, he had um, the Psychic Cabal as well, uh, and. Um, fate Weaver, some pink cars uh the unit of screamers as well so he had another screamer star in there um <laughs> and that was his how he was running things uh, <clears throat> he ended up uh i gave him first turn so he went first on that we both took again the, the secondaries or the uh the end game as well but he had the unlucky for, uh, misfortune of uh, first off he, he castled off like he should have in case i had seized Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Um, so he 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 bubbled up the way he needed to to protect the units that he wanted to protect. Those being the Screamer Star and Fate Weaver, and he did it he did a really well, uh, really good job with that. He had protected the guys in the right spot at the right way. Um, so between his his m- massive Flushhound unit with psychic support and his Screamer Star with psychic support and Fate Weaver, he had those pretty well bubbled up with everything else being defended. But having top of turn, he had the choice to either sit there or to try to move out and to engage. So uh, he took the turn to to move out and to engage. So he spread his models out, um, and then uh, Fate Weaver. Perils himself and fell out of the sky, uh, even with the reroll. <laughs> so on my turn, then I I was able to to pick <coughs> off on that that uh, his That's on nice. Fate Weaver, which kind of lost the morale for him. Yeah, uh, and he was a good sport about it the whole time, but he uh, he was a little uh, dejected that that uh, Fate Weaver had gone down so early in the game on turn yeah. one. Um, and it's what I really like about the list as well is that it, it allows for that. I can be patient enough to wait for an opponent to make a mistake yeah, or for can... something really unfortunate to happen. Um, and then i can punish them for it after the fact yeah, so you can it's...
0: really break someone's back with those those 20 vanguard coming in right um which is which is awesome i, I really like that um and you've got decent survivability um with all the free metal boxes uh you get, oh, sorry not the free metal boxes the obsec metal boxes that you get for the Demi company uh, they certainly well, aren't free
1: actually i don't get any transports um I it's not take them the as they are yeah it's Gladius strike force that gets yeah those. yeah they're so, the demi
0: so yeah right like, everything's obsec right but you're not taking any rhinos nothing like that at all you're just putting all your points in the uh
1: right yeah because i can't afford the extra points on that because ah. i have to buy i have to buy all those yeah um so most of my stuff ends up walking on I really or like i, I forget
0: how expensive that vanguard squad is how much how yeah much, oh, how yeah. many points is is each squad day looking at what like
1: 450 yeah it's a it's, uh, it's about 400 points um so they're they're pretty pricey and yeah. uh I know it looks like it's small, but th- they do pack a bit of a punch. Oh no, they've uh, got
0: claws and fists and shields and stuff. So that's It's right. definitely not. Uh, it's not cheap at all. Uh, I remember. I sure. <laughs> definitely yeah. remember from, from the yeah. Blood Angel days, and the points are pretty much the same now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, obviously, I naturally look at Battle Demi Company. I think, oh yes, they're all in rhinos or in drop pods. But sure, no. right, right.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not a Gladius Strike Force in that way, so it doesn't get yep, get yep. that bonus. I think nice. that's an excellent excellent army, um, and I wish that I could get those bonuses, but mm. um, it's really pretty streamlined to try to make it as effective as possible, and I can't afford the transports. Yeah,
0: understandable, understandable. Uh, okay, cool. Let's move on to your next game.
1: All right, uh, my next game was against Kirk Klaus. Um, some of you guys might know who he is. He's a, yep. a pretty big competitor in the GT scene over here in the states, um, and his was the uh, the incursion um, sort of list. So he had. Uh, two squad and uh, the corn unit i forget the name of that um the corn detachments as oh, well he with had uh, uh
0: with the uh, units all the many the msu dogs rather than right them. yeah
1: right so he was running msu dogs and msu screamers which is a pretty popular list out <laughs> yeah, here yeah. uh and pretty pretty effective so he had uh two units of corn bikers and three units of five hounds uh, and one unit of 10 hounds he had four level three psychers uh and the cabal and then he had uh, the Zeech disc uh, heralds with nine squads of three screamers each that get the D3 plus one sweep uh, attacks, so it's it's a it's a pretty pretty good list. And uh, Kurt was a good guy about it. I had I've been out of the game for a while. I've only played a few matches uh, in the past two years, but he um uh, I had thought that he had the Screamer Star like the previous match, and so I took mm-hmm. top of turn expecting it to be a a, a dog pack and a screamer star so two different stars that i wanted to try to punish early yeah uh and then he put down all these little units of three screamers and so we uh i asked him if he'd be a gentleman about it and let me let me since i had the choice to try to take second instead and then redeploy the whole thing uh and he sportingly gave us a four up on it so i uh he rolled the four up and i got it and so i I took second then alternatively yeah so kurt was a good sport about that but um he ended up going second then, or I ended up going second then, so he deployed everything that he wanted to, which ended up being the Cornhound unit and all the sorcerers. Um, so he had he had a very psychically uh, enhanced Corn, uh, Cornhound unit. Um, but what happened was, again, like we were talking about, in the instance that if something messes up, not that he made a mistake, but that his powers didn't go off the way he wanted to. So he didn't get invisibility, even with the spell familiar. <laughs> mm. um, so all he had was the reroll of saves. So he had a five-up reroll on all these guys, and that was it. So then, what I did was, again, I came in uh, on turn one with all the vanguards to try to kill the squad in a relic mission. So they had gone up to the relic, and my task now was to try to to eliminate that squad. Um, I had deployed my scouts on the on the relic to deny him from grabbing it turn one, and uh, make it stay there. So in that instance, then I deep struck and charged all in there, uh, and also had uh, had some had some that fire support. So I did twenty three wounds to his uh, power fist wounds to his squad. When he had about eight corn dogs left and only three of the sorcerers,
0: mm. and
1: uh, uh, he passed like an incredible number of, of saves, so he he actually stayed with one corn dog and two sorcerers. Um, so if that one corn dog had died, he would have had a leadership check of two uh, to be cut down from all the different units of Vanguard vets. Um, yeah. So he ended up surviving, uh, and uh, it ended up being a much longer and closer game. So I lost some points out of it because I had committed early and wasn't able to complete the, the attack. Um, so I didn't have quite enough power to, to eliminate that squad with the re-rolls. And it was from for, from fortunate rolling on his part. But uh, overall, it was, a, it was a good game. Uh, he did pretty well with the screamers that he had after the fact and, and did some sweep attacks and eliminated my army like he like he was supposed to and like he intended to. Uh, but in the end, I was able to out-muster him uh, and had enough left over to eliminate the units that I needed to. Uh, and then when it ended, I had points on him. So uh, it was a close game, but that was, uh, that was day one. Ended up
0: 3-0. Good stuff. Didn't really have to break a sweat either which is good well apart from your yeah. four up roll uh on your mistake
1: yep yeah yeah it was good of him for that
0: all uh, right you said you've taken a bit of time out do you want to talk a little bit about that um sure like um uh, how, how you're finding well obviously you, you're settling back <laughs> into the, sure. the game pretty well given your results um but like how much stuff is <laughs> out there that you're like whoa what the hell is this or like have sure. you been able to keep pretty much up to date with the general meta
1: Sure. Yeah. My, uh, I played Delaware open before this. That was, um, about, I don't know, a few months ago. And then before that was Philadelphia open the last time that they played that. And that was, I don't know, two or two and a half years ago. So, uh, those are my only major events that I played in the last two years. Um, so it's really been really quite limited. And my, what happened was I ended up moving and getting married and you know how life does, uh, and I'm incredibly happy with the choice and the decision that I made, but it makes my priorities a little different. Uh, and the area that I moved to is kind of a black hole for 40k. There's not much going on out here, um, so I teach during the day, and then when it comes to trying to teach new players at, uh, afterwards, it kind of gets a little tiresome. Yeah. So I don't I don't have the refinement that I used to. I was pretty pretty well involved with the Team Stomping Grounds. Uh, Jesse Newton, uh, Justin Cook, Matt Serino, John mm-hmm. Parsons, that whole group, uh, and we were we had created all the streaming streaming live events and uh, battle reports each week. So I was involved in that and was getting two to three games a week. And uh, if I had uh, if I had trouble with the lists or, you know, some, one of the guys had a rules question, we would all kind of hammer it out together. And it was a really refined sort of system.
0: Yeah, like a team, and, basically a team, right?
1: Um, yeah. Well, we, we were a team and we traveled together. We housed yeah. together. Uh, we competed together jerseys, all that stuff. Uh, and it was really a very healthy thing for the game in the sense that we could, we were really refined as players. Uh, and I, I find that missing. I have to do all the theory in my head now. And, uh, there's only so much you can do in your own head before physical real application happens. Mm. Um, so, most of these rules, I have no idea. Um, I, I, I try to stay up as I can, which is limited. Um, working 70 hours a week doesn't really give you too much, uh, too much options on that. It's, yeah, it's not quite that bad. It's more like 60. I, I exaggerate, but. <laughs> That's still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it. it's still a bunch. Um, so, I try to keep up on it. But all these supplements that come out, I don't hear about them. Like, I had uh, somebody afterwards was sending me a message after BFS, and they wanted to know uh, if I liked this better than the, the new Blood Angel formations. Um, and I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, so <laughs> I had to go online and try to find uh, you know, the the formation types that they had and what the book was in and that there was a new book altogether. And there yep. apparently there was this compliment about Blood Angel uh, Chaos uh, supplement that I wasn't even aware existed. So, um, it, yeah, it's a little hard to stay on top of things. I try to, to do what I can, but um, by and large, it's it's pretty well limited. Uh, I get the after effects rather than being ahead of the game anymore. Mm. And obviously if you're not playing
0: as much as you were that that after effect is a lot more delayed than it would be. Um, yeah, sure. Because, you know, especially when you're doing like the live stream and stuff, you want to test out the new hotness and right. see what's going on, uh, and see how it holds up, uh, test your, your current list against it, whether you need to tweak it, all that sort of stuff. Obviously, working so much and, and being far away from that, you don't get that anymore. So right. yeah, it's, it, it must be difficult for you. Do you stay in touch with the guys that still chat on, like online and, and that sort of stuff, on the phone about things,
1: or is it just literally yeah we um we use facebook pretty much uh there's a lot of chat groups that go on there and uh so we're we're pretty active trying to discuss things there but even then i get on there so infrequently that uh it's hard for me to stay part of conversation long enough to get an answer out of something (laughs) um um, so yeah I, i try to keep up with it as much as i can those guys are still very active uh and they they compete there as well justin cook was involved in that tournament so was john parsons um so the group is still around. And uh, I feel like, uh, whereas in the past, I used to be kind of um, one of the guys that you would ask questions of. And now I'm one of the guys that's asking the questions. <laughs> um, so uh, how does this new unit work? Uh, what, what are the special rules? What, what's it good against? Or, uh, did you see what happened in the last tournament? And uh, who was running what? And I'm, I'm the guy asking all the questions now instead of providing the answers. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm a little behind yet. That's, that's still a resource for me, which I, I really do appreciate my friends for that because there's no way that I could even, uh, get the summaries otherwise, uh, the time it takes to spend on the blogs to, to find that out. So yeah,
0: definitely. It's really hard.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So it's a good resource despite the fact that it's not, uh, I don't have the time to invest anymore. It helps me stay as as sharp as I can be. I mean, I'm really rusty at this point, but, uh, it helps with that. Clearly, clearly three (laughs) three and zero in the first day. Um, (laughs) yeah.
0: Uh, so, yeah, let's get into day two. Um, okay. Is it a six-round tournament, by the way? Yeah, six-round. Okay, cool, cool.
1: Um, my first match day two was against uh, Kelsey Haley, who's another one of the, the Long War guys from down there. Yep. And he, he had a uh, a very good list and a, um, an extreme one, I guess I should say, is that it's it's sort of not a a general game. If you're really good against this army, you're going to crush it. And if not, you're going to lose to it kind of thing. Uh, it was uh, Imperial Knights... Uh, with the Space Wolf um, Heralds of the Great Wolf Formation and the Libraries Conclave Formation. So okay. he had the tri- the Tripart Lance, which is the Knight Crusader, Knight Gallant, and Knight Warden, all as one squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as one squad, with these psychics, uh, they can, you can buff them as one whole squad. So he ended up getting plus one armor on all facings against me. So now you have an armor 14 knight knight. Um, uh, for combat's sake and it's all three in one unit so one of them is a combat one the other two are shooty ones so if, if I were to charge it in combat I'm going to get obliterated even with the vanguard vets I'm going to get crushed yeah. um, and so he gets them he gets them uh, prescience and shrouding and plus one armor uh, he didn't end up getting invisibility which helped me quite a bit yeah. <coughs> but he was able to get some uh, to summoning and some other buffing powers so uh, in this one I took endgame and so did he which helped me again uh, in the sense that if he had taken turn by turn, I would have had to play more aggressively. but he deployed perfectly well. Um, he had he had that sort of castling up formation again where he protect he protected the uh, heralds of the great War formation with the library's conclave attached to it, all of his buffing units in the back there, and then circled it with the three knights. So uh, there was no way for me to to get in there. He had blocked off all the space in the sense that my my uh, my vanguards couldn't charge. Um, so on turn one, he uh, uh, I deployed nothing on the board, and he had top of turn. I made him have top of turn, so he did nothing. He had nothing to shoot at, and he didn't. He chose not to move, whereas uh, the second-round opponent had, had moved out instead. Hmm. Uh, so he stayed there, but now he has he has no option. He's limiting his his mobility later on, because the knights are fast, but they're only so fast. Um, and I can't so then, obviously split off either. R- right, they're all stuck into one yep. squad. So uh, being aware of that pregame, I realized that there are five objectives on the table, yeah. and this squad, if it's left, it won't, can only get one by itself. Um, so my target really is, at this point, the Heralds of the Great Wolf and the Library's Conclave as one unit together, that Psychic Star that buffs that other unit. Uh, that's really the one that I'm trying to go for. <laughs> um, so we're trying to get a, something in Nova is called a Butcher's Bill. Each turn you have to you can get one point if you kill at least one unit. Um, so he ended up spawning a squad of Pink Heralds that moved out, and it also had Possession. So uh, I looked at it and recognized that that's going to be a Bloodthirst for the following turn, if I don't deal with it this turn. <laughs> um and i need to get a butcher's bill anyway Uh, but the really advantage was i i I needed to move that formation his castle a little bit so i deep struck in one of the vanguard vet squads one of the now four vanguard vet squads of five and charged and destroyed that pink R unit and then consolidated back in such a way that uh not all of my guys could be seen from where the knights currently were so they had to move out a little bit in order to get and destroy my entire unit Um, and which is what he did so he had one unit in the back the the furthest uh, to the left knight, uh, and he moved about two inches, just enough, to get line of sight to all my guys and blew them off the table. They were destroyed. So we're still tied now. One butcher's bill to one butcher's bill. But what this ended up doing now was leaving a little pocket next to his library's conclave squad. So I deep struck in with two of mine, just for redundancy's sake, uh, right in front of that knight, dangerously close, um, and then was able to charge over the knight with the Raven Guard tactics to be able to hit and destroy uh, that that uh, library is conclave squad uh, at which point then he no longer has the psychic buffs and he's re- he's reduced to the one squad uh plus then he had he had summoned at that point another squad of pink heralds um so that was all that he had that remaining um once that unit had been cut down and so at that point we had we sort of resolved that uh he was only going to be able to claim so much i was going to kill both the pink cars and, and the incursion squad that was produced after after the fact mm-hmm. and all he'd have is the knights so um that kind of was a determined match after that the psychic star had gone away. Um, but that was how that, that's how that turned out. Good stuff. Clever. And
0: it's nice to see um, how you can use sort of subtle tricks like that to draw people out of position. So important, especially if they're castling and trying to protect things. And you know that mm-hmm. the list is built around such a, a crux um, right. like that, that conclave. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's nice, nice, nice bit of trickery and and we're kind of seeing, I think we're going to see this for like uh, these, these rounds, how, You're utilizing different tools that you have Mm -hmm. in this list uh, in different ways and the different ways that you can play it because people are going to look at it and they think, oh, you can charge first turn and you can (coughs) wipe it down. And that's, you know, oh, that's fine. I'll just just bubble wrap and then you can't charge and then your list sucks. But there's so many different ways that you can implement all the different things that you're using here. And, uh, you know, so far you've not even spoken about the Storm Formation. I'm sure it played its part. Um yeah it came on the table tournament. that
1: game and helped contribute to the killing that squad um yeah so um
0: <clears throat> and of course the the obsec that you've got in the uh, in the actual demi company as well helps you in end game right um, so yeah it's interesting to see how it all comes together it's not just like a you know, this all just—all <laughs> of these units just join together into one big unit, and I move into the middle of the table, and then I win. Right. It's you know, it's 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 a nice finesse list. I'd like yeah, to say.
1: for sure. Um, so so, yeah, let's. And this- you- he played it really well. I mean, he, uh, Kelsey did exactly what he was supposed to do. He bubbled up the right way, um, and then it wasn't until turn three that I committed to the game. Um, mm. But it, 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 I had the the list is built in such a way that it allows for that. It's flexible. To uh, he recognized the strength of the alpha strike, and if I had done what what uh, what you're talking about, which is kind of like here's what my army does: it deep strikes turn one, it charges and hurts a lot. But if I had deep struck on turn one against armor 14 Imperial Knights and three of them, um, I would have been blown away. Um, so. Uh, I had to wait for an opportunity for something to open up either for the opponent to make a mistake or for something, some bad rolling to happen. And so, uh, so that I could punish him for it. Um, so that's, it, it, it allows for that. It's kind of fast up, but slow enough in the sense that I can choose to fail my reserve rolls until it's time.
0: So let's move on to, uh, fifth round. You must be, you on table one now still?
1: Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess we had table one, but they switched us because, uh, for train purposes. So, okay. uh, Table one, table two. Um, So this is uh, Top Racket now, and I'm playing uh, Matt uh,
0: who's
1: who's been a friend of mine for a while. Actually, I met him back in uh, Virginia and back in the days of the Arb boys. (laughs) Um, So he's he's a real nice fellow. Yeah, he's a great guy, uh, really talented player, Uh, excellent list. And I'm very familiar with it because it's the same sort of thing that I had run for for years. Uh, So he's taking um, a a Seer Council with five Farseers and Baharoth, uh, four squads of Windriders, a void shield generator and uh, a wreath knight. Um, mm-hmm. So that's his his list build. Uh, and uh, this mission is the uh, the scouring mission. So we have six objectives, and they're worth one to three points. Um, uh, and he he did exactly right, like he was supposed to. Again, uh, he had deployed and castled up and protected a seer council from a turn one charge. Um, but in this instance, uh, he he took first turn. Um, he, t- he took top of turn, which was uh, which was fortunate for me, I think, in the long run
0: because
1: yep. he, he had castled properly in the sense that I could not have charged in uh, and done what I wanted to do uh, if, he, if I had had top of turn. So what I noticed then, if I have bottom of turn, if I eliminate the Eldar jet bikes, then he has no objective secured for the endgame. Yep. So if I can stay alive on anything, um, I have bottom of turn. So he's going to have to expose his farseer's to get to objectives and then I can probably eliminate uh, or try to eliminate some of those to stay alive. And if I have any tacticals or devastators or the chaplain on an objective late game, then I can, I can win that objective. Yeah. So, um, he yeah. moved forward, uh, didn't get invisibility, but he got the re-roll saves and he got sanctuary. So he could get three roll, three plus saves, uh, re two plus cover saves, re two plus armor. Um, so when he moved forward, I ended up, uh, coming on and deep striking all of my vanguard vets but instead of charging the council i charged all of the wind riders mm. so the intention was there was to eliminate all the wind rider squads and once i did that then it was kind of for me uh, mentally anyway i uh, more of a, a one-sided match yeah um, so
0: so realistically by bubble wrapping he's made your job easier for you in that sense in that you're not looking to break the back of the list and take out that big well kind of death star that he's got there it's your right. You're killing his ability to win the missions, um, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> and he was still very potent. I mean, the Seer council by itself is is still very strong. It's got Absolutely. plenty of psychic power, uh, and so he's he's able to do quite oh, a bit. Oh, do they allow
0: multiple shriek? By the way,
1: uh, they don't. No, not at this no. event. Okay. Cool. Um, well, yeah, that
0: that makes it even better for you. So yeah,
1: cool. yeah, yeah. And the reduction of the of not being able to summon now doesn't let him reproduce those units that he's lost. So uh, it was a, it was effective in the sense that I was um, that's what I was trying to go for um to slow him down and to eliminate those units and then to play the long game wait for it out. Uh he did a really good job. He protected his stuff well um but uh after I had been in combat with the seer council he actually failed two uh, of his hit and run rolls which was unfortunate mm. um because you know on sixes that happens. My um my flyer formation eliminated his wraith knight uh and he, wow, okay. he Yeah, I mean it, it it does it does well enough. I uh, ignored cover against it and um with enough shots, some rending shots uh, eventually it took it took essentially three turns, uh, one turn of coming on, hitting it, uh, flying off, coming back on and eliminating it again. And it was to the wound. So it was, it was really fortunate for me and unlucky uh, for Matt because, uh, when it came down to, I think it was turn four or five. Uh, I had just killed the, the Wraith Knight right before it was my last shot. Uh, and if it had stayed alive, it had moved on and killed a whole bunch of tacticals and potentially, uh, given him more points. Um, so it was fortunate for me to be able to eliminate, uh, the elder jet bikes early I got fortunate in pinning the, uh, the Seer Council down so it couldn't do as much psychic shooting. Yeah. And then the Flyers being able to eliminate the Wraith Knight helped a little bit too. Mm. Uh, so in the end, uh, I was able to claim the objectives that I needed to. He still finished with a lot of points, um, but uh, it was able to give me the win. So he played really well, uh, but uh, I had just enough to, to beat him out.
0: Yeah, those, uh, those hit and runs definitely uh, paid their price. And the crucial um, removal of the, the Wraith Knight which, um, mm-hmm. which is it's, and obviously it was over three turns but it's still quite impressive you haven't got a great deal of uh, uh, high AP on those uh, right. on those flyers aside from you know the Ravens Scott um, mm-hmm. couple and the, and the rending on the salt cannons I guess as well yeah cool yeah yeah good stuff good stuff so final game <laughs> playing for uh, first yeah
1: place. Final, final game is a uh, championship round against Sean Naden. yeah oh. um, and uh, excellent player, really good guy. Uh, very, very pleased to have a, a chance to play against him. It's actually the first time we have played, so we've been at events together for years and years, uh, but never got the chance to play. And that's each the other.
0: interesting thing about the bracketing system, right? That you know, mm-hmm. you, you can be at an event that's got you know maybe 250 people there, but you're still only going to play six or seven of them. So right. uh, there are definitely players that you can just uh, not not cross paths with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell us what Sean was running and how the missions were.
1: Sure. Um, the mission was relic again, uh, and he took the uh, Eldar warhost, the Pale Court. Yep. He had an Autark on a jet bike with a Banshee mask, mm-hmm. uh, and three units of three shining spears with Exarch, um, and then his aspect host was three units of six war spiders with uh, with Exarchs, and then he had the uh, Skatash Wraith Knight with the inferno cannons, and he took the Avatar of Cain, uh, and then in addition to that, he had Riptide Wing. So that was uh, three units of Riptides, early, uh the interceptor, uh, precision shot, and one Ion Riptide. Uh, so uh, it was a, a Tawdar, but a, a bit of an unusual one. Sean uh, and I are similar in this way, that we like to run things that are a little awkward mm. um, but that, that don't feel like they're powerful, but we, we try to make them that way. So he had the Avatar with the Shining Spirits, which, which together are a really good combo and tend to be left alone because they're not seen as a threat. Um, but they're, they can be very potent uh, in combat. So that's, that's, that was his list, and he was doing really well with it up to that point uh, and was con- going to continue to do well with it uh, during our match.
0: Okay, so what are your main um, your main fears in this in this match? What are you What are you looking at? Your target
1: priority and, and how are you looking to win the mission? Sure. Uh, so for me, uh, Riptide is really my bane. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that can intercept me uh, and then uh, Overwatch me before on my turn before I can charge you uh, is pretty devastating. So um, yeah, in- uh,
0: intercepting Iron Cannons have got to be the bane of yours. But obviously, you've got the You've got the stealth, um, and you've got the the storm shield at least as well, is is something. Uh,
1: as yeah, well. yeah. And it, uh, it's shrouded turn one. So on turn one, I get a two plus cover save if I'm deep striking into ruins. Yeah. So I still have the option <laughs> to get a two plus cover save against most of the, the shots except for smart missile systems. Uh, and then charging or into them is still got an option. Got
0: the, well. um, is it the drone network where they've got the intercepting uh, drones? Marker yeah. lights? Yeah, marker drones. Yeah.
1: Right not fun so like uh andrew Gagno's list the captain of team america he, he has a similar list for that he has the he has the intercepting drones plus a riptide wing yeah uh and that's that's very difficult for my list to, to even consider mm. um so <laughs> the hard part for me was normally what happens is i can deep strike the riptide squad and i have just enough to survive that i kill them either outright or due to cut down leadership checks and that's kind of how i try to play it yeah but the, the problem at this point now is then i'm going to be facing 10 shining spears um which will charge and obliterate my entire all whatever's left over, and at that point the game is done. Right? I can't. I can't. I have no threat. I have no no uh yeah, no way to that's punish him. Literally
0: half your army gone.
1: Right. So that, that's that's going to be the end of the game. Um. So I know this, and so what I ended up doing was I took second turn, uh, and played the utterly defensive, passive sort of style. <laughs> uh, he starts out, uh, deploys in a in a way that's that would be very challenging for me to to deep strike and punish him without having some sort of very serious, serious retribution, uh, and then I deploy nothing. Um, so he has nothing to shoot at, but his secondaries he took was first strike. Um, well, one of them was, was first strike, which is you have to kill a unit in the first turn. Yeah. So, uh, automatically, uh, he's lost two points on that. Uh, and one of my secondaries was kill all of the troops, which he has none. So automatically I have two points on that. So it's kind of a four point swing before the game begins just based off of deployment. Mm. Um, so his turn one, he moves up a little bit, tries to get position, grabs the relic and situates himself in a piece of terrain. That's like an N. Uh, where the walls are are taller than the avatar, so all of his units, okay. his all of his shining spears, his warp spiders, and his avatar, are hanging out in one of the sides of the end, uh, such that if my my units come on, they're not really going to be able to see much to be able to fire at them. Um, so he's defending himself really well, uh, and there's no way that I can get charges or do anything else like that. Um, <coughs> so I walk on one unit of tacticals just so that I'm not tabled, uh, and they walk on out of line of sight of the riptide, so they can't get overwatched or they can't get intercepted, mm-hmm. and then hide behind a hill. So then, on his turn, his turn two, again he has nothing to fire at because he can't see anything. So for his first two turns, he wasn't able to do anything, uh, and he held formation. He didn't. He didn't change. Uh, he moved the riptides up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He took the uh, uh, the wraith knight off the table um, with the scatash. He can jump on and off. Yeah. Um, and so his turn two was was nothing again. Uh, from my turn two, then some more units came on. I'm trying to hold them off at this point, but some of them still managed to come on. So I had a, sc- a unit of scouts outflank. They tried to run towards a building to get some cover. Uh, I forgot to run them, which was a mistake. So they were they were taken out pretty easily. Um, another unit of tacticals came on, um, and that's what that's what happened there. So again, he has limited units to shoot at, but he is able to kill the scout squad because I don't have uh, I didn't get them into cover. So he gets a butcher's bill there. Uh, but again, no other points. He's killed only the one ta- the one scout squad, and most of my army is still in reserve. Um, for my turn three, then, um, some more units come on. I have another, I have the assault squad at deep strikes in the far corner, uh, and I have, uh, the final tactical move up. Um, and, uh, and that was, and then the storm Raven, the storm talents came on, uh, and I flew them up the side of the board so they couldn't get an interceptor. They were out of range or out of line of sight. Yep. Um, so they couldn't get shot at, uh, and then again, he has very little to shoot at, uh, but does is able to eliminate one small unit of tacticals uh, in the backfield and get his butcher's bill. So now it's two to two, uh, and it's going into my turn four. Um, so at this point now, it's turn four. We haven't done anything, right? There's, there's been very little very little activity. Uh, so I fly both the Storm Talons off the board, and there was a bit of a rules confusion there, but I, I took them off the board so that they could fly back in the following turn. Yeah. Uh, my Storm Raven and all my guys had to come in now. It's turn four. They're required to. So I deep-strike the three units of Vanguard Vets. One of the Vanguard Vets was in the Storm, Storm Talon because uh, he, Sean had marked for death that unit. Okay. So I was hiding it in the storm raven so that he couldn't get he couldn't get shot yeah, at. It. Yeah,
0: yeah, as least uh, option,
1: least least chance to, to shoot <clears> it
0: as <throat> possible. Yeah.
1: Right, yeah, the highest defense I can give it. Uh, one of the units uh, deep strikes and, and mishaps, but it mishaps in such a way that he gets to place it. So he drops it then on the opposite side now of that end so that I can't see anything. Okay. Uh, the other two units deep strike in and get overwatch. So all of the riptides now have used up their overwatch, so they can't shoot me again on turn five, which is. Kind of what I'm hoping for, right? I'm trying to reduce his. i
0: intercepted. I'm assuming the interceptor. interceptor.
1: Yeah. Sorry, yeah, interceptor. Yeah. Um, so he uses his interceptor uh, and is now not able to shoot on turn five, which is kind of the key turn for me and what I'm trying to do. Um, and I could have charged his riptides if I wanted to, but that would have destroyed the rest of my units anyway. Yeah. So what I did was I charged the warp spiders instead uh, and killed those off to reduce his firepower again on turn five to try yeah. to stay alive for that last turn. Uh, so I charged them and consolidate back into the building. And uh, on his turn five now, he tries to move out, get position. Uh, he claims his his uh, his back right objective and his forward right objective, uh, that are the two objectives on my my left hand side. Yeah. Uh, and is controlling the relic still? And then he uses all, all of his, his shining spears now to charge my remaining vanguard veterans. But since he's charging through terrain, he, they strike at initiative one. Um, so my vanguard vets are able to use power fists and I knock out uh, a, a bunch of the uh, one of the units altogether. One of the units gets brought down to one man, and the Autark unit gets brought down to the Autark and the Exarch, um, which are the only units still holding the objective. So that's his, his turn five. Um, on my turn five now, I bring the Storm back on. They move onto the field, and they destroy the Autark and the Shining Spear Exarch, so the, the Relic gets dropped and is in the open.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and my Assault Marines move into position on, the, on my back right side, his left flank, and claim that objective. I have a Tactical Squad on my back right side, um, or my near right side and they claim my near objective so I have the same objectives that he does but on the right side to, to his left yeah. so it's all about the relic at this point now, I have the secondaries that I need uh, and he he's missing some of those but he has the tertiaries and the butcher's bill where I only have one or two of those um, so it's all about the the relic at the end game and uh, so what I ended up having to do was commit my Storm Raven so it hovers moves down and then flat outs on top of the relic um, and so it's claiming now the relic uh, and it's really close the time is up but we're going we're going to go to a natural a natural conclusion. So the game is very intense. It's the final round. Time is up and all, you know the 30 40 guys standing around watching us. Yeah. Um and uh so it comes down to the final roll, right? And it's a pretty intense moment at this point because if it goes on I'm pretty well exposed. Mm. Uh, I have some moves that I can pull but I I'm, I'm pretty well out there. I had I'm playing against an army that's pretty well matched up against mine and I'm trying to do whatever tricks I can to stay alive, but I'm really banking for an early end game. Um, so we we put it up to the crowd. Who wants to roll the dice? And my first round opponent, Austin Wingfield, says he wants to roll the dice. <laughs> so he comes forward, takes the die, uh, and pitches it out, and it becomes a one, uh, and the game is over, and I win on five. Um, so that's that's how that went down. Uh, so uh, it was a good
0: mix between like some great great generalship and some some dice fortune over the weekend. But it always is, right?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. If anybody that says that they win a GT without some luck is lying to you. <laughs> um so yeah it's really interesting that how you
0: played that and i think that's i think that matchup, um the the drone network and riptide wing matchup would be an interesting one for me to see you play as well uh and i think um or just the big fenrisian wolf pack with the Mm -hmm. with the attached characters to it would be an interesting one to watch you play as well because obviously they're they don't rely on getting powers off first turn. They're pretty right. rock hard straight away from right. from the start, so they're hard to get through. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> and probably quite scary for you to charge anyway. Um, right, and yeah, actually um, difficult. Yeah, exactly. Um, so much invulnerable saves, so they don't care about your power weapons. Loads of attacks back as well, So, um, and they can bounce off you and hit and run. So. Mm-hmm difficult one i'd be really interested to see anything else out there that you're you kind of like you would see as a big challenge for this list uh
1: yeah i mean the intercepting tau is really is really the big one um the uh the the bark star is a challenge uh, but there are some some moves that you can pull against it that help uh help reduce its effectiveness especially in, in objective based missions if you can uh you can serve um yeah with the psychotroke grenades and the rad grenades you can reduce their toughness to four and then you insta you uh, instig- give all of them uh, and if you happen to get the reduce them to one attack each, um, do enough damage before they strike back kind of thing. Uh, you can you can limit the the hit back, but also do quite a bit of damage yourself. Yeah. So uh, it, there are some some moves to pull. And generally in those missions, um, you know you try to attack what's what's weak and and avoid what's strong. So yeah. I, I hit the, the two units of scouts in the backfield and uh, repeatedly sacrifice my units to get points. So, uh, my battle demi company comes into play. There, they move up, they claim objectives, they get wiped. The next squad moves up, gets wiped. The next squad moves up, gets wiped. But I've yeah. scored points now, and they haven't. Um, and then when it comes to the end game, if I've had bottom of turn, then it doesn't matter how powerful the star is, uh, because my my planes will land and and claim or deny objectives. Um, and so I end up, I end up getting butchered. Right, my entire army gets slaughtered, but I have still won the game. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how the bark star match happens. Uh, and the the town matchup is really the hardest one in the sense that. Um, especially with the drone network, that I'm going to get shot off the table before I get started. Uh, and so that one's really a very difficult matchup for me, um, for this list specifically. Mm. But,
0: and I want to see, yeah. uh, just as an aside in general, and the num- especially with all the Blood Angel stuff that's coming out as well, with the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the charge from Deep Strike stuff that's out there. Um, and their stuff can be pretty nasty, um, what they're actually getting to charge with the Sanguinary Guard and the, and the terminator. Um, <clears throat> I would like to see more like Cruit bubble wrap kind of like fifth edition style um, list as well for them because mm-hmm. I think I think crew are really good for that and of course their troops they get they can they can put them in a CAD so you can still get your bunker and pop your Colexus out for the uh, right. for the Death Star lists as well mm-hmm. um, and they can do the they can do the shooting even more effectively with Riptide Wing than they could uh, previously so I'd be really interested to right. see how that goes. Um, because kind of you can't. I mean, with with the stubborn, um, with the stubborn crew from the ethereal, you kind of you're kind of sort of like just wading through, wading through bodies uh, until you right. get the opportunity to get there. Um, be interesting to see how that one goes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so what's next for you, sir? Um, probably a lot more work. Uh, probably not <laughs> a lot of probably not a lot of forty k. Uh, I, I actually don't even. I haven't even looked at what's the next possible event. Uh, I mean, I, I love to play, and I would, I would love to keep going. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna imagine that it's, it's not quite a bit. Um, Whatever is close by and doesn't cost me a lot of money. Uh, that's, that might be an option. Besides that, uh, it's pretty limited. But um, yeah, so probably more home life than forty k at this point.
0: Okie dokie. Well, um, you seem to be balancing both pretty well um, so far with, with the results. Uh, what's I have to ask as well? Um, your your display pick on, uh, on on Google was a really mm-hmm. nice looking rhino, um, mm-hmm. with uh, with some cool OSL effects on it. What, who who did that? Did that? Did you, did you do that yourself, or was that done by someone else? Uh
1: that's just the stock picture online. I can't clean up. Ah, dude,
0: <laughs> I thought you had like some awesome some awesome looking army as well. That would that would really that would have been really super jelly of you then. Um,
1: sure yeah i can show you a picture of it on, online uh it's actually um the raven guard i have a uh, uh, custom capes camo cloaks on all of them. oh cool um and that's kind of a, a trick that i got from uh, mr justin at nova open a couple years back uh, from secret open miniatures so they have all secret open miniature bases uh mm-hmm. which i love they're great um and it's got uh, all the different tactical squads have all of these different these cloaks on so it kind of hides them in the background uh, uh and uh everything is very stealth uh it has has the the black the, the black coating it's got a a warm highlight with a, a black glaze over it um and so what i was trying to get done before the uh, the event started actually was this sort of a themed display board uh which i had set up except for a tea light um so my inquisitor has a torch and everything else in the army is fairly dark right it's that sort of shadowed uh shadowed look that the raven guard have for fluff reasons yeah so what, what the plan was was to have these two ruined buildings, uh, since my whole army is based at, off of the ruins, and hide all the Raven Guard in there and then have the Inquisitor by himself with a torch in the middle with a little tea light behind him and then mm-hmm. put, a, put a box over top such that it, it looks like you only see the Raven Guard in the shadows with the little flickers. Yeah. Um, and so that was going to be the, uh, the general motif. I couldn't find the uh, a functioning tea light in time. Uh, so it ended up just being more of a, a, a blanket display board. But uh, if you go on Battle, Battle for Salvation's uh, Facebook page, um, you can find uh, a picture of all the different lists, uh, and mine is thrown up there as well. So, yeah, yeah I try, get, to, I try you, to do some time in it. But When, when you get that nice. board
0: finished, make sure you let us know. Definitely yeah, definitely sure. post it on the Facebook page. It'd be cool to see. Yeah, we'll do. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time out uh, to talk to us. You're clearly a very busy man, so I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, my pleasure. Oh, it's great, great to talk to you, and really, really happy that a list like this did so well. Um, and like, hopefully uh, it encourages people to try, He's, you know, sh- even, even Sean, we spoke to Sean, um, when he took his list, licked a list, licked a shame, uh, yeah. previously. Um, and that was really inspiring as well. Cause he definitely put that list together just in terms of sh- stuff that he just liked to use. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Very, very impressive, impressive <laughs> list, impressive player uh, all around.
0: Um, so it's nice to see people being able to take stuff that they want to take, uh, and make it work rather than taking stuff that they feel they're forced to take. Um, right. And, and making it work in the meta so yeah good stuff again congratulations and um, thank you very I'm, much i'm really happy that <laughs> that i'm talking to someone who used a really interesting and innovative list rather than someone else that was running Dar or uh, <laughs> space wolves and dark angels so sure. yeah. yeah thanks Alex. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem thank you great talking to you uh take Useful. care and speak to you soon cheers
1: all right peace